0: You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fire. The world All right, works. so we are on the series Excel. 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 Very important um, <clears throat> teaching series, and it is focused on believers being lights in business and in career, in the place of their vocation. And uh, this is really, really important. This is really important. Um, and it's important and very key to every single one of us to have an understanding of how God prospers and what the expectations are of the Lord, you know, as regards us in the place of our business. You know, <laughs> first of all, There are clear-cut principles in scriptures about prosperity. And we know that God does not prosper in a sustained and continued way outside of work. Amen. I've told you many times that the manna fell for 40 years while the children of Israel were in the wilderness. But the moment they stepped into Canaan, the manner stopped. Because the moment they stepped into Canaan, they were now supposed to apply the principle of work plus the principle and the influence of the blessing to now walk in prosperity. Hallelujah. Now, another thing for us to notice very simple, and I want you to just never forget it was that there was no man in scripture. That God made rich by supernatural means alone. None. There were instances in Scripture where men received provision supernaturally. So, for example, the children of Israel received provision while they were the, in the wilderness or while the quays fell, the manna fell. That's provision. Then we have instances where the Bible tells us that Elijah, all right, was provided for. He was provided for, okay, an angel appeared to him, gave him food, all right? Provision, glory to God. Jesus Christ multiplied five loaves and two fish, provision. That did not make them wealthy, that was provision, supernatural provision. God's plan is for the blessing of God upon your life to be translated into the earthly realm, all right, through industry and work. So, this is why you find that the uh, book of Proverbs really demonstrates and exhibits a certain degree of anger against the lazy man. Because the lazy man is blessed, but is not productive. The lazy man is blessed but he is not prosperous. Because there is no industry found in the house of the lazy man. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. Paul, in speaking to the, the church in Thessalonica, he says and stresses something very, very important. He says in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10, he says, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not walk, neither should he eat. See that? If any does not walk, Neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, praise God, but are busy bodies. Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Are you seeing this? So, we see an apostolic instruction commanding brethren to work. To work and eat their own bread in quietness. Glory to God. It is an anomaly for you to be a Christian who is given to begging instead of working. You understand? Mm -mm, No. Mm -mm, No. You see, let me tell you something. You know, when we when I when we start talking like this, people always say, Ah, Pastor, the economy is hard. Don't talk like that. If I see work, will I not do what work are you looking to see? You are looking for one white-collar job in one office, and in one you understand? No, whatever you find to do, do it and cater to your needs. Praise the Lord. That is the Christian spirit, that is the Christian mindset. All right, in that the Christian should not wake up and not have any uh, form of industry, any form of thing he is doing to meet his needs. That is, you know, that is an anomaly because you see, Christian worship is not just speaking in tongues, Christian worship is also found in our work ethic, glory to God, in the marketplace, making sure we are laboring hard okay to provide all right services and products and goods all right in exchange all right for this world goods so that we can take care of our families all right and eat our own bread in quietness hallelujah let no minister create a culture of uh, dependence, where people feel it is okay to depend on the church, or depend on another believer for sustenance, where that believer who is so dependent on others has chosen and said, uh, uh, the church will take care of me, I'm the, in this period where I'm not going to do anything. Mm-mm, no. That is not a Christian. That's not Christian conduct. That's not good Christian conduct. The conversation should be, what can you do to help me find work? All right, what advice can you give me to all right get better at my uh, you know get skills that is marketable so that I can find work? There is a mindset the Christian has, and the mindset the Christian has is to be totally what independent. All right, of another for sustenance and to take care of his family. Paul said, these hands, I've taken care of them, of myself, my needs, and them that are what? With me. That is the Christian mindset. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Also in the Christian mindset, all right, Christian philosophy is the principle of labor. In Africa, in 1980s, 1990s, there was this um, uh, proliferation of the teaching of fever. God will favor you, amen. God will favor you, amen. Men will favor you, amen. And the, the, the mindset concerning favor was that you will be incompetent, yet you will get the good of the land. You will be lazy, yet you get the good of the land. You are not qualified, yet they give you the job. That was the, that was the principle of favor that was being promoted. And that is not a biblical stance. Because if you check all two scriptures, of men and women that were favored in scripture, they were competent people. Case in point, Joseph. Praise God. You know it was by the favor of God that Joseph was lifted up out of what? Out of, uh, out of prison and was made what? The prime minister of Egypt. If we examine Joseph's story properly, you will know that Joseph had a spiritual side. There was a spiritual gift inside in that he could interpret dreams. But I hope more of you understand that it is not the interpretation of dreams that gave Joseph the requisite administrative wisdom to run the country. Praise God! He was competent. What favor does is that God, glory to God, causes the competent to come to prominence. They are competent, but for some reason, they don't come to prominence. So by the operation of God, God caused the competent to come to prominence. Look at uh, Mordecai. Mordecai was a pro- competent administrator that was relegated okay, to the background because of the, uh, of the machinations of Aman. But by the favor of God, what happened? Mordecai was recognized for what he could do and lifted up to a place of what? Of prominence because he was competent. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? That's why you find that in scripture, the Bible stresses the place of discipleship. Because for you to come to the place of competence, you must come, you must go through what? The corridors of learning. You must go through the corridors of training. You must go through the corridors of supervision. That's why you find that the Bible is loud on process. You had a school of the prophets, where those who were aspiring to stand in the office of prophets stayed in under a master prophet who had come into his own. And they were to sit in that master prophet school and learn. Praise God. They were to learn. So it was why Elisha, who was a businessman and was a farmer, praise God, when God called him to the office of a prophet, he, the first thing Elisha had to do was he had to join the school of the prophets of Elijah. Because he was not going to stand competently in an office he had not been what, trained for. Are you, are you following? Favor is for the competent. When the incompetent get into the places of prominence, that is not favor. That is tyranny. That is corruption. Hallelujah. That is corruption. When a guy gets a contract to do business in an industry he has no qualifications for, that is not favor. When there is a multiplication of that kind of culture in a country, that country can never progress. Never. Never progress. You want to do ICT infrastructure, you want to develop the ICT of a particular ministry, then you now, because of tribalism and um, um, uh, ethnicism and corruption, you now give it to somebody, and that person says, Oh, I am favored, I am favored, I am favored. But he has no skill, no competence, doesn't know Jack about ICT, does not know how to do the job. He does a shoddy job, and it's wasted taxpayers' money. That is not favor. We must not make God a participant in fraud. We must not put the name of God, all right, as a co defendant when it comes to corruption. And that's what the problem we have had in our country, in that we have made the things that pertain to corruption the acts and works of God. Amen. Competence, proven work ethics that is you, that's you. You're a believer. The very first chapter of Genesis, we find we see God walking. So, if Papa God was a worker or is a worker, Amen. What about you? Six days he walked. He walked this first day, second, six days walk. Then he created man on the sixth day, rested on the seventh, and said, "Man, oh yeah, now nah, it's your time to walk." To us, that point, he put man in a garden to walk to walk inside the garden, showing him that walking is not a curse, labor is not a curse. Hallelujah. So when people say, Oh, I just want so I just want to sit back and be taken care of. That is an anti Christian stance. Why? Because man was created to walk. Jesus said, The work I have to do. Alright? He said, I must do it now. For the night cometh where no man can work? So that means Jesus came with the mindset that he came to walk. I must walk the walks of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh where no man can walk. What is that telling you? It means that there is a time to walk, and there is a time to refrain from walking. There is a time to walk, and there is a time when you want to walk. It will not be possible to walk. So that means you need to walk when it's walking time, and rest when it's what? Sleeping time. Hallelujah. One wise Christian minister said that, Every man has a learning time, an ending time, and a resting time. Praise God. Every man has a learning time, an ending time, and a resting time. Don't try to, all right, don't try to, uh, <laughs> to learn when you should rest. Praise God. Because if you, if you learn, then you walk and you rest, during your period of resting, the labors, all right, during your working time, should be taking care of you when? In your what? Resting time. Jesus is resting because he has worked. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. He is not working now. He is not preaching now. He is not healing himself physically now. He is doing it through us because it is our own working time. Hallelujah. There will now be a time we two, individually, will enter into our resting time when we go to be with the Lord. We don't, we don't walk anymore. We go to rest. So you should learn to walk when it is time to walk. Look at First Corinthians chapter 15. This is just a prelude. I want to deliver you from every iota of laziness. And every mindset or culture of quick money without labor. If you give a man a large amount of money that he didn't work for, that large amount of money will be a curse, not a blessing. You may not see it in a year. You may not see it in two. You may not see it in three. You may not see it in four. You will see it. It will be a curse. It will not be a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because money gotten that you don't work for does not... how, How do I explain this? a man who had to learn a skill a high end skill that gets him to the point where he can earn 2 million naira a month how of you agree with me that it's not the same man before he learned that skill so now it's not about the money it is about who he has become the knowledge he has acquired the discipline he gave he applied he submitted himself to All that things, all those things go into the making of that man. So that if you take the money away, you cannot take the knowledge away. You can't take the knowledge away because it is who the man is. It's who he has become. He knows what to do. He knows where to look. Hallelujah. So this is why prosperity is first first and foremost about being, not about having. Excellence is first and foremost about being not about having.
1: It's about being who you are. Look at First Corinthians chapter 15.
0: Never think that when we talk about grace, it negates work. No. No. There is no such teaching in Scripture. Solomon, people talk about Solomon being one of the most richest, the richest man on earth. But do you have you read the book of Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes? Hallelujah! And if you read the book of uh, uh, First Kings and Second Kings and Second Samuel and you study the life of Solomon, you realize that that guy was a very hard working guy. Very hardworking guy. I remember, I, 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 I've talked to you about Solomon before. By the time I took you through, you were able to see. The governance, the, administrator, the administrative aspect, then the literary aspect. The guy wrote a lot. Wrote a lot. Then made sure that there was proper documentation of everything that he did. Then he published what he wrote, such that in foreign kingdoms, they read what he wrote. And were aware of what he had done. Solomon, it was not just that God just blessed Solomon and he just sat down, and money was just coming in. Well, and he was no. There was a work ethic tied to it. Now look how Paul says 1 Corinthians fifteen. He says verse nine. He says, "For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God." Verse ten. Everybody who want to go, he says, "What? But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in what." It means that the grace bestowed on a man can be in vain. Why? And what will cause the grace of God to be in vain? Simple. He says, but I labored more abundantly. So the lack of laboring with the grace will make the grace present but not produce. When he says the grace was not in vain, it means that the grace did not produce. But the grace of God gave upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. This is a mighty statement. Paul is saying, I labored more than all the 11 apostles. I worked other than them. I went to more places. I covered more grounds. I went to more cities. That's what Paul is saying. I made a foolproof of my ministry. I labored more abundantly than they all. I outwrote them. Labored more abundantly than they, were, than, than, than they are. The question I want to ask you is this. If you are going to be honest, just look at your own life and look at how you have lived it. In your chosen field, in your career, can it be said that you labor more abundantly than everybody else? Can Paul's te- te- statement... Can you, can you look at what Paul is saying here and apply it and say it about you in your chosen where, you, where, where where you're working? I mean, what you're doing. That when you look around, I outwork everybody here. They should be able to say, ah, oh, no, this guy, he will burn the midnight, um, m- midnight oil. You understand? They are depending on you and your place of work. Is that you? Let me show you something. Praise God. Let's turn our Bibles really quickly to Proverbs chapter 6. You know, last week we were talking about diligence, excelling in work ethic. So today we are going to learn from the wisdom in the ants. The ants. Hmm. Proverbs 6 and verse 6. The ants.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Listen to me and listen to me very well. There are a lot of people that are waiting for you to take your place. There are a lot of lives connected to you. And I I, I want you to understand this. We are all connected. All connected. If you don't take your place and don't come into your own, what God has called you to do, and don't take your place in that industry, and don't take your place in that career, to, uh, chosen career path. If you don't take your place, another person's dream may not see the light of day. Because it is when you prove that it is possible, that another person will have a dream that it is possible. Are, are you paying attention here? That's the truth. Until you show it is possible, until you succeed in that thing, you, I mean, another person will not be able to say, well, it is possible. Hallelujah! So the thing about it is this: Listen, stop looking for people to clap for you. You know, oh, I read th- I read three hours today. I'm looking for a cheerleader, someone to clap No, no, listen. You're going to learn from the ant. The ant has no cheerleader. The ant has no coach. Amen. The ant has no accountability partner. Yet the ant produces results because the ant understands that if I don't produce, I will die. Some of you have not understood that yet. Death is not when you die physically. Death is when you are not producing results. Where your life is just occupying space, but there's nothing being produced. Nothing being produced. Nothing being produced. Hallelujah. You understand? And I want you to get to a point where, listen to me, get yourself to this point to think that if I'm in a a job and I don't produce results, I should be sacked. Have that mindset. Don't have the Nigerian mindset where, ah, I'm not not producing no boats, they should not sack me. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Have the mindset like you get. So that means you have a shift in your mindset that, at my place of work, I'm going to do my job so well that I will contribute to the balance sheet. Are you following what I'm saying? I will take responsibility and take ownership so that like as Joseph. Some people think that Joseph, you know, when he went into Potiphar's house, it was because he was handsome and good looking. That's why they made him the head of the house. No. Joseph showed himself to be an employee they couldn't do without. An employee they couldn't do without. He was outstanding. He was better than everybody else. So they gave him the keys to the house. And he was a slave. You don't, you don't realize that Joseph, though a slave, was the boss of the free and the slave in Potiphar's house. Because your status, status does not matter if you can do the job. Glory to God. Because you say, ah, eh, they are doing politics. They are trying to, they are doing politics in my place of work. Eh, listen to me. Once you begin to contribute to the balance sheet, politics cannot touch you. Because the day you say you want to go, everybody will come and say, Ah, you are going where? You can't go. Hallelujah. You go where? You, you, if you go, that's 40% of our revenue working out the door. Go where? You are not what you want. Let's talk. Praise the Lord. Yes. Build yourself to be that way. Now look at this story. Look at what Solomon says. Proverbs chapter six. <laughs> Verse one. He says, My my son. If thou be shorty for thy friend, if thou hast streaking thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Now, guys, you know this scripture when we say, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Some people have used it to say um, and teach that it's talking about um, negative confessions. You understand? That's not what Solomon is referring to. Solomon is saying that if you and somebody else have an agreement and you say that you are going to fulfill that agreement, all uh, right, the, uh, the fact that you gave a guarantee that you are going to do something is a trap if you don't do it. Praise God. It's like, for example, somebody is taking a loan of 10 million. I remember when somebody came to me one time. He said, Pastor, you know, sometimes people always come and ask Pastor for different kinds of uh, requests. He said, Pastor, I'm taking a, I'm applying for a 10 million loan for some, so, and so things. I said, Okay, wonderful. That's awesome. He said, I'm going to get it. I said, Great. And I said, Pastor, I want you to be my guarantor. I said, Hmm, can you explain this guarantor stuff you want to you want me to guarantee for you? He said, It means that if I don't pay, you pay. I said, If you if you do well and you make profit, what do I get? Nothing. You're just my guarantor, just to help me. I said, Young man. Thou art snared, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> with the words of thy mouth. <laughs> I cannot be your guarantor at this particular point in time, but I'm sure God will lead you to a guarantor. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. So, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Verse 3. He said, Do this now, my son. Deliver thyself. When thou art come into the hand of thy friend, go, humble thyself, and make sure, they have, um, make sure thy friend. Verse 4. Pay attention. He says, Give not sleep to thine eyes. Nor slumber to thine high limbs. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the otter, and as a bed from the hand of a fowler. Go to the ant. He's not Look at what he's doing. He said, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Notice something. He tells us the ant is feminine. He didn't say, go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider his ways. No. He said, go to this land and consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, no leader, no supervisor, no ruler, provided our meat in the summer and gathered our food in the harvest. He says, How long will thou sleep, O Slugard? When will thou wake up? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Then, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Notice, he says, the, thy poverty shall come as one that traveleth, praise God. Then he now says, thy want as an armed man, because poverty, praise God, is a prison. The armed man, like a soldier, who keeps you restricted, so that you cannot move, is a prison. And poverty uh, lack of resources is usually due to one lack of industry or lack of quality of industry. I don't know what you understand what I'm saying. Lack of what industry, that means no economic activity or low economic activity. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. Low economic activity. Low economic activity. Let me give you an example, guys. Who gets paid better? The architect or the uh, the bricklayer? Eh? The what? The architect. The architect gets paid better than the bricklayer. Who gets paid better? The bricklayer or the quantity surveyor? The quantity surveyor. The bricklayer gets paid per hour. Wages. Amen. But you see, the quantities of air, praise God, you give him contracts. He does his backup. Why? Is both not labor? Yes. But one labor is high end, and the other is what? Low end. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, so it says, How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? when will thou arise out of thy sleep? Now someone says, Pastor, I work. But this country, is this country. I agree. This country is challenging. All right? We have a wonderful president that we thank God for. Amen. 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 Bible says we should pray for our leaders. Amen. So we don't curse the leaders. Amen. Not on the pulpit. Amen. All right? <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful president. Amen. We thank God for him. Hallelujah. Now, but what do we learn concerning the ants? Pay attention. Hmm. Pay attention. you see, I don't I'm trying to teach you because Christians should not be um, we, we should ne- not be laggards In um, market segmentation and in um, business analysis, when you want to analyze um, the market and you segment the market population based on how they will adopt a new product, there is a group of people that we call laggards. The laggards are the last to buy the thing. Then there are some people that we call early adopters. You know early adopters? The moment iPhone 21 comes out, they are the first to buy it. Praise God. So if you want to have a sharp Q1, good Q1 sales, you need the early adopters if you release the product. But you see the laggards? Those ones, if you like, do all the marketing. In fact, bring Zinidin down. Plus the um, the Holy Ghost to market that program, they will not buy it. They are going to wait till it becomes available as kumbo. Then they will now price it down. You understand? <laughs> Those are the laggards. <laughs> Praise God. Now, in life, in, in, in things of your career,
1: do not be a laggard.
0: Do not be a laggard. Why are these things important? Because you see. Part of the mandate to win the world to Christ will require finances. And if believers are poorly skilled and have a poor understanding of the necessary and the requisite work ethic to win in the marketplace, it will mean that they will not have the funds. And if believers don't have the funds and the church lacks the funds, it means the church will be weak. And will not be able to pay to be in the platforms or be on the platforms that they should be on. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Yeah, that they should be on. It is why you find that in the systems of the world, they are trying to control the financial system. Bring rules. If you don't take a vaccine, you cannot do business. If you don't take a vaccine, there's nothing wrong with taking vaccines. But it's in the spirit of what they are trying to do. In that they are trying to control access to trade based on a requirement they have set. Hallelujah. Because without economic power, you will not gain entrance, the entrance you need to have. It is why we see that the approach of Apostle Paul was very beautiful. In that he took care of his own economic needs himself, such that it will not be an entrance to the spread of the gospel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So now, what do we learn about the ant? When he says, awake from your slumber, he's telling us to
1: awake to industry.
0: Awake to hard work. You heard the sermon last week. What did you do between last week and this week? What step did you take? Because. Many times, believers could hear wonderful things and they would be stirred up, but they do nothing. You are asleep. You are asleep. What change in your routine? Which book did you go for? Which course did you start? We've created career groups in Neuikea right now, amen, praise God. I'm not here in a career group, all right? I'm career. We've created career groups and people are in different uh, so there's business analysis, all of those things. Which one did you join? Which one did you join? Which step did you take? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, industry is about taking steps, taking quality decisions, making quality decisions. There are quality decisions that you need to take. Paul said, I labored more abundantly than them all. That is a quality decision. The ant teaches us, number one, self-governance. Self-governance. You don't need someone to be telling you to do what you ought to do. Every line manager loves employees. They don't have to chase to do their jobs. Like the ants, they know they are supposed to do one, two, three, four. Most line managers love it when people come, when the people that they are overseeing, come preempt them and say, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Look at this, what do you think? Look at this, what do you think? The person is an ant. Working. He does not need the presence of his leader to work. Whether the leader is present or absent, it will, will produce self-governance. Say so does not the act does not have an, it doesn't have a supervisor yet. Praise God. Well, we talk about how we see the drive in an entrepreneur. All right, that sometimes is lacking an employee. But the truth about it is that a Christian worker should carry the vision of where they work with the same intensity as the person that owns it. Do you remember what Jesus Christ said? Jesus said that if you are unfaithful in unrighteous mammon, he said, "Who oh, we commit unto you what? Through riches. If you are unfaithful in what belongs to another man, who will commit to you your own? Hallelujah. Who is going to commit your own to you? Self governance. Everybody say self governance. Everybody say self governance. Yeah. Self governance. If you listen, this, if I, I'm training you because if you can have this mindset, Anywhere you go, you will stand out. Anywhere you go, you will stand out. You are in a particular role. There are certain trainings. Certain um, courses you should go for. Stop waiting for them to send you on the course. That course adds to you your networks.
1: That course makes you better. Hallelujah. You should make
0: sure that you are able to increasingly, all right, solve more difficult problems. (coughs) Increasingly. Solve more, more difficult problems. You are not qualified for an increase if you are still solving the same problems. Because in the general class, there are general solutions to general problems. The senior class is where people solve difficult problems. That is why, sometimes in your place of work, they have to bring somebody outside of the organization, called a consultant, to solve a problem nobody in the organization can solve. Hallelujah. Financial enhancement, financial progress is democratic. More supply goes to the one who can solve more problems. Amen. And you see, that's the thing we find about God and, and the spirit. one of the dimensions of the operations of the Spirit of God in a man. Now, how many of you know that we can say that our Lord Jesus Christ, by the anointing of the Spirit was able to solve a lot of health problems when he was on earth. And many of the problems he solved, medicine has still not had a solution to, to it. Is that correct? Is that correct? So, for example, medicine has had a solution to some. So, for example, for leprosy is it's treatable now. Tuberculosis is treatable now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The woman with the issue of blood, she would have been treated now, today probably will just do an operation and find the bleeder and stop it. Hallelujah. But a blind eye, you see a blind eye. Hallelujah. So we see that one of the things the anointing does, and when it comes upon a man, is that it gives that man ability to solve problems at a very high level. Such that when you bring a natural man into that space, he can not produce the solution. Oh, come on now. He can't. Because there is a, an enablement that must be present to solve that to solve that problem, we see such with Daniel. Hallelujah! We see it with Joseph. Amen. We see it that that operation. We see with Solomon. Look at that example where the Bible says Solomon was king, and a woman and two women came and said that this baby is my baby. According to scripture, if you look at that, that communication, they were prostitutes, okay? And um, one slept on a baby, and that baby died. Then the, the one that slept on a baby now began to say that um, the baby of the other was our her, was her own baby. Even though we all know it's very hard for you to, you know, mistake who your baby is. It's like telling me that some, you know, someone come and say that when Jason was born. Even though he had my is my like this, pat my face on his face, you're not know, beginning to say that that is your You understand know what I'm saying? Come on. Now, that was a difficult issue to solve because this one says it's a baby and, a baby and they didn't have health education registr- health register in, in Israel. But by the anointing of the Spirit, Solomon knew what to do. Are you paying attention? So, we must learn also as believers to be able to take the abstracts and the spiritual blessings and graces that we have and translate them into products and services with solutions in the workplace. Because when we do that and we provide solutions, tapping into our spirituality, we are going to produce results that the world cannot match. That they will need to ask, how did you solve this problem?
1: Praise the Lord. How
0: did we solve this problem? Those who know how to solve the problems others cannot solve are the ones that will command the resources on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Self-governance. What does the ant teach us? Self-governance. The second thing the aunt teaches us is self-organization. How many of you have ever seen ants marching on the ground? You see them marching in single fast, you notice know, that? Organized. Organized. Self organization. Routine. There is no successful person that does not have a routine. One of the symptoms. Of a man who will fail is the absence of a routine. Absence of a routine. Absence of habits. Jesus had a habit. In fact, they said about Jesus that as it was his culture, he went to pray. Amen. Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but in it thou shall meditate what? Day and what? Night. And said, Thou shalt make thy way what? Prosperous. And thou shalt have what? So that means the routine is the secret.
1: Self organization. What time
0: do you read? What time do you plan? What time do you execute? What goals do you have? What time do you take to look through those goals? What time do you take to contemplate and just think? There are times I go to my office and lock the door. What am I doing? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm going through it again. How will this happen? I'll go through it and I'm thinking, I'm engaging the Holy Ghost, I'm thinking. Routines. How easy is it for somebody to, how would I call it? mess up your own calendar.
1: For example, now, if you want to see me, there's a schedule.
0: Someone handles my schedule. Praise God. I have learned from experience that someone cannot just come and take my time when they want it. Praise God. Because if you take my time and I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm now doing what you want me to do. It means that what I am supposed to be doing, will suffer. Amen. And if what I am supposed to be doing suffers, nothing will get done that I was supposed to do. Everybody say self-organization. Say it again, self-organization. Yes. Now, what should you self-organize yourself to do? I will give it to you. Number one, Organize yourself to plan. Number two, organize yourself to set goals. 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 Set goals. Goal setting is very important. All right? And when you are setting a goal, make sure it is specific, it is measurable, achievable, hallelujah, and time bound. So, for example, you can say, I have a goal to read the entire New Testament section of the Bible in three weeks. So, if I'm going to read it in three weeks, how many chapters will I read a day? Are you seeing that? But if you say, I'm going to read the New Testament section of the Bible, I'm going to read the New Testament section of the Bible, it's not a goal. It's not a clear goal. Because... You can end up reading the New Testament section of the Bible um, in 40 years. Or in 50 years. But, or you can end up reading the New Testament section of the Bible in three weeks. In fact, you can end up reading the New Testament section of the Bible in one day. Do you know you can read the entire New Testament in one day? Some of you read the equivalent of the New Testament every single day. On social media. Some people stay on social media from morning to night. One of the hallmarks of a lazy man is social media consumption. Because social media keeps you from doing what you should do, except what you should be doing is on social media. And you are converting, but it's very rare, very rare. Even those that make money from social media are hardly staying there. What they do is that they set up algorithms, they are set up several apps you can do to pre-program what you want to upload there. And it's uploaded for you, it tweets for you, it Facebook for you, it's already programmed. Whatever link they are supposed to click, you put it there.
1: Learn under
0: self-organization, learn what to give your time to. And recognize what is taking your time. There are two different things. There are things to give your time to, and there are things that take your time. If you lose money, you can recover it. If you lose friends, you can get more friends. If you lose a girlfriend, you can get another girlfriend. But if you lose time, you can get time back. Time is the most valuable resource any man has. to organize your time. Praise God. So your goals. Self-organization, your goals. So give yourself to that. Then also look at information, learning. Organize yourself to learn. Learning, information. There are a lot of people that when they want to read, They like reading novels to entertain themselves. It's good because you learn some English, use of English, and all of that. Amen. But you see, there are several technical books that you can read. For example, in my house, all the textbooks of my MBA, they are on my shelf. All of it. There was a time I was looking at something I wanted to do. do, There was this um, company that wanted to get some funding. In fact, I'm doing it now. they going to want to get some funding. So, when I'm preparing the credit um, approval memo, I wanted to include um, discounting for cash flow projections in the credit approval memo to make it look, you know, all right, for them to see that, okay, you know, this project is worth going into and to make sense for us to give them the money to do it. I just picked one big finance textbook there to just refresh my mind. You understand? Just go through it again and okay, 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 yeah, that's how we do, that's how we calculate it and all. And funny thing is that there was one course I now did that with on Excel. Once you just put the formula there, you just click it, boom, it will just populate the numbers for you. Praise God. You understand? Read books. A book is the difference between point A and point B. The knowledge inside. Self organized to learn. Look at anybody say self organized to learn. <laughs> Hallelujah. The third thing we learn about the answer is self discipline. The fourth thing we learn about the answer is self guidance. Don't, don't confuse the leading and the guidance of the spirit with self guidance. Self guidance means you know where you are going, you know what you want to do every day. You know what you should do every day. Okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to work. All right? I'm going to spend an hour on this course. I'm going to spend an hour with this book, with that material that will improve my life. Self-guidance. Where you tell yourself, I will not sleep until I've done this, 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 and this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Self-guidance. Self-guidance.
1: Now, what are the mindsets
0: or behaviors that will make it difficult for you to work in all this I've mentioned? Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4. <laughs> hey, Kalabaye. Everybody say procrastination. The the friend of the poor man. (laughs) I will do it tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, tomorrow. How many of you have met the tomorrow man? Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is always a better day. Always tomorrow. Tomorrow is the best day. Then when tomorrow comes, it's, it's tomorrow. Hmm. So you find that the, 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 the procrastinator never progresses. Hallelujah. He never progresses. The procrastinator always finds a reason not to progress. So when you come to church, and all of us are praying, oh I cancel it, I lift it up, I do this, I bulldoze the enemy. Oh, yeah, okay, enemy has removed now. We've cast oh your yeah, enemy don't come out. Hallelujah. Enemy don't come out. We are now. Some of us don't need a devil to fail. Did you hear what I said? Some of us do not need what? A devil to fail. Without the assistance of Satan,
1: they will just fail.
0: Amen. They will just fail. Nobody succeeds accidentally. Hallelujah. Even the Yao Yahoo person. You know, when I I I look at this Yao Yao guys, I shake my head. Do you know how, how much work goes into that thing? It's, it's, it's really amazing. There is a lot of work that goes into that stuff. Do you know what these guys do? They go and get a laptop. They now get internet. Then they will be on, they will be on phone. And they are chatting, 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 chatting. Day one, chatting. They, some of them are on. They are chatting someone continuously for 30 days. Then there's time difference. So when it is day, they have in their own night, It's three. They are charting. Ah! So I'm like, see, work ethic. If this person could just take this thing
1: into a legitimate thing, he will succeed. He will succeed. Hallelujah. He
0: will succeed. If he took that thing and went into pro- ah, there are many things you can do with that work ethic. They can stay awake from one to six a.m. chatting somebody, acting like a woman to a man with uh, that creativity. Then even the acting when the call comes in, they now start talking like, "How are you?" You understand? That means there's an actor there, a comedian there with that work ethic. Hallelujah. So even the thief has to work hard to steal. <laughs> work hard to you
1: know
0: <laughs> <In> prison. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what the Bible says. Look, he said stolen, stolen um, stolen, uh, what do you call it now? Says stolen, it's a stolen which is it says, it says it's sweet, you know, sweet, you know. So but when it gets into the Stomach becomes like gravel. Hallelujah. So sometimes, never, never envy a thief. Don't envy a thief. A drug pusher. They're not be envying him. No, why? For what? No. He's a thief. Hallelujah.
1: He's a thief. He's a thief is a thief. A thief.
0: He, he, there is nothing to learn from a thief. He can't come and motivate us. He's a thief. Hallelujah. A politician that stole people's money, he's going to motivate us about what? To, what is he motivating me about? He's a thief. There's no other thing. He's a thief. So there's nothing want to say. Hallelujah. That's why, for example, in, this, in our church, we minimize our exposure to political people, um, politically exposed people, because, for example, personally, I don't know where you got your money from. I'm not going to bring you to our church to come and now um, tell our people about work ethics when you're a thief. Are you with me, somebody? Glory to God. You're a thief. I don't understand what you want to teach me or teach the people. Glory to God. Now look how Proverbs 20 (laughs) says. Verse 4. I, I want to encourage everybody to read the book of Proverbs. You see, if you are a, looking for a book that will instruct you, Proverbs is that book. So, what it says? It says, <laughs> The sluggard will not plow, plow, by reason of the cold. Hallelujah. Therefore, shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Hallelujah. There's another place it says, The sluggard will say, Oh, there's a lion in the streets. <laughs> While he turns on his bed, you know, like a, the hinges of a door, he's turning on his bed. There's a line in the street. Ah, it all tough. off.
1: Ah, Abba, God even knows.
0: Really tough. Oka Hallelujah. Say this with me. I govern my life properly. Hallelujah. Let me show you another, Proverbs 26, 12, I will round up. Proverbs 26,
1: hmm. if
0: you see and you find somebody who habitually, habitually, this person is always boring. Hmm? Now, I'm not saying somebody first time is boring asking you for something, people can actually have a bad patch. It's, it happens. Are you following what I'm saying? But I'm telling you about someone who's, I mean, he has both for everybody in the group. You understand? Can I see 50,000 there? Can can I see 75,000? Can I see, can I see, can I see? And everybody in the group are chasing this person to be back. That is not a, that that is a character problem. Hallelujah. Either that person is living above their means. Amen. Hmm. If you, Lose money to help someone who is living above their means, you have a wisdom problem. Somebody is using iPhone iPhone 15. Hallelujah! And he's telling you with the iPhone 15 in his hands. Ah, you know, I have a challenge, and he's, you, you are in his house. I have a challenge. There's a PS5 there. He is playing the game. I said, I have a challenge with the iPhone 15 in his hands. You, you are using iPhone 4.
1: Hallelujah. Or oh, um,
0: techno something, uh, Spark, I uh, Spark plug. Uh, that's the one you are using. That's the one you are using. You don't know that that want any smart thing to your hand, you need to restart the phone. Any smart thing you your you restart the phone. They are now borrowing 45,000 from you. And you are seeing why you should learn them. You have a wisdom problem. (laughs) I remember one time, my wife was telling me something. She had this friend. This friend was taking a picture of herself. And she was using an iPhone 13 to take the picture. You know this camera? I know people, when you have a big phone, you want to take a picture with the mirror. So everybody can see the three eye-driven and know that you're a big boy. You understand? And, and she was now in my wife's DMs asking for twenty k. And my wife, my wife has a soft heart. So soft heart. I'm the one that is brutal. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> she has a soft heart, and she was considering it. I said, "Hey, eh, you want to do it?" I said, "The phone. What happened to the phone? Is it in working condition?" Then eh, she should sell it. The phone is like five hundred thousand. She should sell it. Then take twenty k out of it. She can now take CCK to buy TechnoSpark plug so that she will be for communication. And she will let us rest in this house. Why can you do that? No, now it will be summer. I say, you are not ready. Hallelujah. Yes, that is part of proper governance, self-governance. Do not let another person's foolishness become your emergency. Amen. Mr. Ogona went and slept with people. one girl in Balogun Street. Then he went to Okokomaiko Street, slept with another one. Then he went to Philip Street, slept with another one. Now three women are pregnant for him. He now wants to borrow money for Antinata for the three. And you, you are borrowing him. Out of your last card. You have a wisdom problem. Mr. Ogona should know that when he was sleeping with all those three people, he should have been working harder since he wants to raise a football team, all right, as his family. Amen. He should have calculated the cost of diapers for three different women at the same time. and fact, that's responsibility. Glory to God. I ran up with this. There was a particular woman, one woman, I, I, I don't know I saw a cartoon or something. This woman had like 15 children following her. And she was begging a woman in a car for money. The woman, instead of giving her money, gave her contraceptive pill. That you need to control this thing. You, you have a problem. You, you, are, you are not a baby factory. You, are, you have a problem. Self-governance. When we will talk about some practical things. You are married. You, you say you want to have seven children. Your salary is 45000 a month. You have a wisdom problem. The rich that has 45 million per month. They say they want to have two. You say you want to have seven. You say the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. <laughs> that uh, uh, the children are a blessing. <laughs> the heritage of the Lord. That blessed is the man that has his quiver full of them. Eh? Hallelujah. You have a wisdom problem. Let's round up. Look at Proverbs 20, um, 26. <laughs> Verse 13.
1: This slothful man said, There is a lion in the way. A lion
0: is in the streets. As the dog turned upon his injury, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bottom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. The slothful, this is a poor lazy man. <laughs> <laughs> The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than several men that can render a list. Let me explain. What is this? When you say the sluggard is wiser, when you are trying to help a lazy man, the lazy man will tell you that he is not the problem; that you are the problem; that you you you, you can't see what he's saying. Are you following what I'm saying? Ah, hallelujah! If you can be someone that can hear and listen. If there is one gift I have, is that I have the gift of being able to change my mind. Did you hear what I said? Being able to what? Change my mind. And I can change my mind quickly when I find out that what I was, what path I was on will not get me to where I want to go. Being able to change your mind. The lazy man is stubborn. And the poor man usually says, so, have you met a, a stubborn poor man? He's stubborn. You, you understand? You are saying, this is not the way he is stubborn. No! I know what I'm saying. Then they will add spirituality to it. I know my God. He will come true for me. Am I, am I from the devil? This thing is not going
1: to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said he would,
0: he would argue with seven men with reason Because it is more important to that man to be right than to succeed. Glory to God. I don't know whether you have learned something today. Now, um, uh, sometimes when we talk about things like people always try to make it look as though God hates the poor. God does not hate the poor people. God hates poverty. Because poverty is a reflection of a system he didn't create. And that is why a lot of believers have to rise and take their place and begin to prosper in what they do. So that they can help more people. The purpose of succeeding and excelling at what you do is not so that you can boast. No, it is so that you can bring, create a system that will bring more people out of poverty. Imagine uh, you are blessed; you can now have scholarship programs where you are paying for people's school fees. Imagine you build a tech company, then you say ten percent of our budget of our one billion dollar budget a year, we go into educating people to what to be, you know, to have uh, knowledge, you know, uh, to 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 enter into tech. And you're doing that; you are now lifting many families out of poverty. That's what that's what God wants God wants you to do. But if you are not liberated, you can't liberate the other person. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So understand the motivation for succeeding and being the best in that chosen field. So that you can be an icon, a beacon of hope to somebody coming behind you. Hallelujah. Be a beacon of someone coming behind you. Don't just think you are existing for yourself, you are not. There is a generation inside you a generation inside you that is waiting to see that it is possible by it being possible in your own life. Hallelujah. To so shake off any kind of procrastination. Shake off any form of laziness. Organize your life. What are you going to use 24 hours to do? Pastor, I wake up in the morning, go to my job. Then I come back at night. I'm too tired. You are not motivated enough. I'm doing the same thing you are doing. Still, sometimes, either I wake up early or at night, I go, enter my office, power my laptop, I'm doing my courses. Then I'm doing courses that I can immediately apply the next day. Not courses I will use in the future. Mm -mm. I want the one that I will use now. So that they will see the effect in my work immediately. Are you following what I'm saying? Immediately you will see it. You're a businessman. What can I do to make my business better now? You're a design person. What courses can I take to make this design finer? People have complained that the the head is looking like this and the mouth is looking like this. What courses must I take? You are singing. Oh yeah. What courses can I take? I will be singing this thing. Not that we are we are using grace of God to accommodate this your voice. Praise God. <laughs> there was one lady that wanted to someone that wanted to sing in the choir by far. I said your voice is not good. But she wanted to sing. She was like I'm good. I say, okay, you are good, but all of us we have not seen the goodness yet. Oh, yeah, you need to do some training. Amen. Like someone that goes for all these singing competitions and begin to produce comedy material, they cannot sing. Somebody must have told them, "You can't go for voice; they won't hear." They will not go. I'm saying, and they say, "I'm good." Pay me. No, now. Hallelujah. Listen. And I'll, I'll close with you. This is my final closing. <laughs> Prosperity
1: is not hard.
0: Amen. While I was driving, doing this square scarcity thing, as I was driving, Lord was now talking to me. He said, did you see those queues around the petrol station? And you got in there, you saw a lot of kegs, fighting with kegs, a lot of kegs around. So why were there a lot of people around the petrol station? I said, Lord, because there is fuel there. Then we saw some petrol stations. Nobody was there. No queues. No kegs. So why is there nobody there? I said, There's no petrol station. There's no fuel there. Lord said, There will always be a crowd around value. There will always be a crowd. Around value, nobody shrinks away from value. When you don't seek the crowd around value, it might mean that that which you say is valuable, is not as valuable as you think it is. So when the crowd is low, stop thinking of courses and generational this or that. What do you do? Increase the what? Value. For if there is value, and it is difficult to find, wherever it is available, people will bring Jerry Khan to come and get it. Because nobody else has it but you. Amen. Praise the Lord. The CEO of Apple is gay. Or you see, but Apple phones.
1: Why? There's no food like (laughs) Apple.
0: Hallelujah. Value. What did I say? Value. Value. Work hard to raise the value up.
1: And the camels will come.
0: Lift up your hands and let's just begin to pray. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our telegram channel using the link t.me slash oikiacc. God has blessed you.